1: listening to a podcast on The Geeky Dad Podcast Network When the kids are asleep, that's when Dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. Okay, today we have a very special guest, Josiah. Uh, Josiah, you want to tell us a little bit about a uh, little Kickstarter you have right now? And...
0: Yeah. So right now, live on Kickstarter is my comic book, Young Zombie. So Young Zombie is the story of a zombie boy and his dog. Basically, it's really the origin story of that young zombie. So essentially, the beginning of the story, the young zombie wakes up and he doesn't know he's a zombie. Doesn't know why he's a zombie. And it's the uh, recounting of how he became a zombie as he and he, his name is Gary as Gary, his friend Frank and their dog Ernie battle the zombie that attacks them with only their valuable vintage Star Wars collectibles to protect themselves, including my <laughs> childhood favorite, which I still have from when I was a kid. And it's a vintage one that I got. At a VCR repair shop near Pittsburgh where I grew up, I grew up like straight north of Pittsburgh in the woods and not near the city, but like in the middle of the woods, there was a VCR repair shop in the 90s and I bought this B-Wing fighter there. still one of my favorite toys. I still have that original one and, you know, Return of the Jedi original. And in the comic, I have that being used as a weapon because if you ever seen the toy or the movie even, it like... You could almost hold it like a sword. Like, I wish I had had it with me. It's it's that way in the garage. Uh, but it's, it looks like a weapon itself. So that is what we're here for. The Kickstarter is live right now. We're really excited because we funded really quickly. It was a small Kickstarter, $500. So um, that covered the expenses to make the book because some of the content was pre-existing that I had done from a few years back um, when I had my a, a different company with a friend of mine. And so uh, once that company went under, my daughter was born, all those things kind of got put on the back burner. Yeah. And so I had all that content and I was like, I got to do something with this. And so I finally brought it together, got Bill Mouse, who uh, was uh, the artist on Zen Intergalactic Ninja in the nineties mm-hmm. and has done a lot of other stuff. And so I had him do a special cover for the Kickstarter. And then I had another cover of my friend, Rick Rick did that cover at the time, you know, several years back and it never got used. And Rick's a really good guy, a really good friend. He's an LA based artist. And he always wanted to have his, uh, art in a comic book and so i can finally have his art in the comic book um the interior art is by uh, artist kai willis and kai is now an artist for uh does mostly storyboard stuff worked on like the muppet babies worked on spongebob all kinds of stuff like that like a, a real a really good resume of work and uh and then throw in that my silly little zombie comic and then um My friend Brian Langer, who is a film and television production designer, uh, including Last Man on Earth, he worked on and most recently did... he is coming up rather um, the Madam web movie. He did a set design for that movie. And if you've seen the trailer, he was excited. Cause he told me, he joked with me. That's like one of the first movies that he made that like, I would care about. Cause it's like, you know, it's comic books. And he's like, I don't even know who this character is, <laughs> but in the trailer that they just released, you know, like maybe a month ago now right. there's like a diner sequence. And that was his scene. He only designed oh, like yeah. one. Yeah. I think he said he designed like two sets for the movie. And I think mm-hmm. one of them got cut. And then one that was in it. And he said, that was one of his that was in it and it was featured like in the trailer. So he was excited about that. Right. So he's not an artist, but he's a, a very talented designer. And he did uh, the design of the cover, which is like our main cover, which is inspired by tales from the crypt comics. So he did yes. design and then he did all like feel. the assembly yeah. for the book. And I joke because so he did madam wet, but he did that before the strikes, which are now resolved, fortunately. And he was available to work for me for free because ah. he was on strike with, you know, well, he wasn't technically on strike, but you know, because the actors and writers were on strike for a while, he, available so that's what's going on with the kickstarter uh oh the other cover i should mention is part of why it's very late for you and not super late for me but definitely close to my bedtime i have little kids is that uh, my daughter Penny is also doing a variant cover. Oh, so yes, Penny is oh, yeah. doing a cover. So originally she was, she, which she's, she's doing sketch covers. So if you want a sketch cover by my six year old daughter who loves to draw, and she even likes to draw zombies. She's really like, she loves ponies and things too but she likes the scary stuff too. She likes superheroes and the mm-hmm. X-Men and her favorite character is Phoenix if you ask her uh, or maybe Spider-Gwen, you know, depending right. on her mood. Yeah. But one of those two for sure. And so she um, wanted to draw some zombies. So uh, initially I had a reward and it's still available it's a zombie sketch cover by penny but then um i realized oh why don't i just have her do a cover that's printed because uh, my cousin uh mentioned on Facebook he's like oh you should have hers printed and then you can get it uh, certified by CGC and then like uh-huh. save it for her and I was like that's such a cool idea yeah. I never thought about that so even if I only like print one of those for her mm-hmm. it's like one of a kind that she'll have like you know that that's someday cool. older that's in her life nice. if she ever yeah. she's a very artistic kid if she whether she goes into that as a profession or not I, I that's you know a long time away way to make that decision but yeah. she'll always have that and I thought, that's such a cool idea so mm-hmm. that's what I want to do so that's obviously cool other people can can buy that you know there's like you know that's the one i'm sure like my mom would get the one from yeah. my daughter and then uh my personal favorite is the bill mouse cover though because he uh is such a talented illustrator um he was you know i did an interview with him on my youtube channel which you guys can find as yes. josiah is right w-r-i-t-e I yeah. yeah yeah and so um and, and and more info about the comic and stuff like that and so But Bill uh, did an interview with me and he talked about, you know, being in the 90s and he said, you know, he had the Jim Lees and the uh, Todd McFarlane's of the world that were like just just killing it with their art at the time. And he was kind of like coming up just slightly behind them, you know, contemporary them. He was working right. at the same time, but he always viewed it as like trying to keep up with those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told him when I interviewed him, I said, well, to me, you were those guys, you know? And right. so to me, like, even though he's not as famous, um, you know, outside of people who know comics maybe as Todd McFarlane, you know, my wife would not know Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. you know, and before, you know, me explaining it, she might yeah. not know Bill Mouse, but, uh, He is to me like that level of artist. So it's a real honor for him to do a cover. We're going to work on a project hopefully later next year if it works out. I've been talking to him about it's more of a superhero related thing. Um, So because all of this, this Kickstarter, all this stuff, it's uh, related to my novel, which I finished last year. So I finished a novel called The Paperboy. It's set... In the mid-1990s in Pittsburgh, which is where I'm originally from. In as I said, in right. the woods I grew up in, uh north of Pittsburgh. I delivered not, newspapers. Not based
1: on the, the video game.
0: No, no. <laughs> but like I always say, like, I would love to do like a cover of it. Uh, so my Paperboy, the title is Paperboy hyphenated, kinda like you know, Spider-Man or something right. like that. So right. it's like a, it's like his superhero name, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's not a superhero, he's just a regular kid who is obsessed with you know he'd be into zen Inter- intergalactic ninja he loves spider-man he loves all these things that you and i actually know and grew up with but yeah. the character of daniel also loves the fictional worlds of the characters of young zombie of my kickstarter comic oh, cool. of the other project uh that i'm working on or will be working on with bill mouse that features its character called the grim and the golem they're brothers that one's good and one's bad And they're kind of like big monstrous creatures, but one is friendly and kind and one is evil and sinister. And so with that, the story of Daniel is he loves, those are the comic books that he reads, the the Mm -hmm. media that he consumes that along with, you know, X-Men drawn by Jim Lee, but he also reads these things that only exist in the world of book. And the story it's uh, written as a young adult novel where Daniel then finds one day on his paper route, he gets chased by bullies and he finds the corpse of a little boy. And so it gets pretty dark, but it's the story of how that boy died and he has to sort of unravel that mystery wow. along with uh-huh. the ghost of that little boy who now is kind of haunting him called him, and he calls him the corpse boy kind of like just another like superhero name. Yeah. And so that's kind of the story of what uh, is behind young zombie behind the Kickstarter right. is my novel. Cool, so I thought it would cool. be cool. I wanted to do the story, yeah. the, 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 the Kickstarter just because I had the content and I was, as I was writing the novel, I was writing these references that, you know, some of them are real to things that exist. Some of them I I've, I've, I made up when I was a right. kid. Some of them I created mm-hmm. for the story. But as I was doing them, I like referred to a zombie and I was like, Oh, I should reference that zombie story that I did as a comic that I never finished. Right. And then I'm like, well, why don't I finish that comic? I have mm-hmm. every it's like I had all the art, like all the interior art is already done, was has been done for several years. But like I said, the, my company closed down, my daughter was born, so it you know wasn't yeah. as important. And so then it's cool that, you know, like a zombie itself, it's coming back, you know, from right. the grave yeah. and back to life. So
1: it's kind of like, you know, you can feed both projects at the same time
0: exactly and they're related it's just it's you know in that sense where uh like i i just you know it's a, a the the media within that world right. and and
1: and um i well, think stephen king does me. that with his books sometimes too
0: yeah yeah and i think you know i'll say this like uh you know, i'm not a huge expert on stephen king but i would
1: say his writing was really influential on this story i was, was gonna say of... it does sound a little bit like Stand stand by me a little bit you know um
0: yeah. I would say that's that's a one that has a big influence because that one was part of a, a novella which had like, uh, it was uh, four books together for four stories. And one was what became The Shawshank Redemption. It has like a different name. Right. But it's like yeah. something about Rita Hayworth. And it's like something of Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption. It's like mm-hmm. a much longer name. And then um, Apt Pupil was a story in there. And then, uh, the, uh, that's not The Stand. And then uh, uh, Stand By Me, which was called The Body. Right, And I saw mm-hmm. the movie as a kid and then I read the book as probably a teenager. And it's that kind of like my version of that book. I really right. think about it. That's a good, that's a very good connection you made that I haven't really thought about in a long time mm-hmm. where it's the nostalgia that, you know, we have for that era right. that Stephen King had for like the fifties or sixties, whenever exactly. that book was set. Yeah. And so with taking that nostalgia while well, dealing with dark things and, and in, in mine, it's approaching it through the lens of someone who, you know, you can see I have Star Wars stuff on my mm-hmm. walls. I'll like through through that lens that like, you know, the, the person that loves Star Wars, who loves, you know, Zen Intergalactic. That can, one keeps coming up because of you bills. also have
1: like uh, Evil Dead vibes in there, too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's a direct uh, yeah. reference, especially like the young zombie is meant to be very explicitly, yeah. um, a movie a referencing scene from that
1: too. Like, yeah, like
0: yeah. I I remember whenever I had the artist do it, I had to go through and like frame by frame find like the right images. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you need to see this thing, like all these different references for the Evil Dead, uh, the Evil Dead Two, to be specific. Right. So Yeah. Um, in the whole thing with the chainsaw hand, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun scene. I really like the art. It has a like a, a animated feel to it. Real yeah,
0: and game. the artist uh, Kai comes from the world of uh, um of animation working and like doing a lot of storyboard uh work especially yeah. which is uh why i like the the art in terms of it has like a a, a, a cinematic feel to it it really yeah. does and it yeah. has there's there's little moments there's there's one panel in there where the character of of frank is putting a little a little cross in the ground because he buried the other mm-hmm. guy the uh, gary's friend and it as soon as I saw, and this wasn't even something I asked for, it was like, that's Charlie Brown. That's like a Charlie <laughs> Brown little thing, right? Like, yeah. like it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown or something, or, you know, uh, that's Christmas, Charlie Brown. It's like that, like look right. was just Charlie Brown. And the character design for Gary was definitely inspired by Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. So there's yes. a heavy cartoon yes. influence in there. Yes. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, and also I'm a fan, fan of your, your YouTube channel. Everybody should really check that out. You got some great videos on there
0: yeah thank you so that's another thing so whenever my daughter was born uh i was home a lot more uh, i was still working uh, at the time when she was first born but you know i would be home and and, and up late a lot and just with mm-hmm. her like needing to tend to her but like had time to do stuff mm-hmm. so i started the youtube channel and it's just uh they kind of use the phrase geek culture explained yeah. to sort of explore geek culture things every now and again the kids will be on with me and we'll do like toy videos and yeah, that's what toys. we have in
1: common with our shows
0: yeah yeah totally you know and yeah. it- <laughs> It's fun exploring like vintage toys with the kids mm-hmm. and like, you know, the way uh, like, you know, kids born, you know, like within the last like decade here versus, you know, me who is, uh, you know, I'm four over 40. So it's a, right. it's a fun yeah. uh, dynamic of like opening like, you know, or like looking at toys that are, you know, to them like ancient artifacts or something. Right. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I have like some toys that are like sealed in a case and they're like, Dad, why can't we open it?
0: you're like uh you'll explain you understand when you're older it's kind of hard to explain but yeah
1: yes exactly (laughs) it's the
0: value it's the value yeah and and, and that's the and and it's funny too even that there's certain toys where they're like you know vintage toys that are uh sort of like you know off limits or my kids are really careful but it's Mm -hmm. like okay those ones maybe not they're a little bit more fragile we don't want to break it or we don't want to lose any of the little pieces um, the other day, so there's a vintage, I live at Huntington Beach, California. I'm from, like I said, from Pittsburgh, but moved out here to go to USC originally. So I went to USC, I got my master's in screenwriting. So that's kind of my, my background there, what brought yeah. me out here. And then met my wife and here I still am. And she's from Huntington Beach. So there's a toy stop, a toy stop, a toy store here called Kelly's Toy Stop, mm-hmm. which is uh, an awesome vintage toy store. And we'll always go with the kids and I'm looking for myself, but my girls have begun collecting vintage My Little Ponies. Oh, wow. So they have all these vintage yeah. little ponies that they got from Kelly's Toy Stop. And it's cool because the the guy who's like, runs it, his name is Search. He always kind of takes care of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, like he gives us really good deals, especially because, you know, he knows those, those ponies are going to be played with. Right. Right. So-, so he's cool about it, but yeah. So, and then, you know, that stuff ends up on the YouTube channel and then a lot of like, um, you know, like kind of like I've been trying to do like more in-depth ex- explorations of things. Like I did a video recently that I was really proud of where I looked at an unreleased version of Return of the Jedi, like yeah, the original I, I was rough just draft. I looking version. at that
1: today, actually. That was a great
0: Yeah, one. that's one of my favorite videos I did because basically, so I, I've been working on like doing a lot of research for a longer video about Return of the Jedi that I wanted to do in time for the 40th anniversary, which is mm-hmm. not going to happen because we're almost out of the year here. And so I was working on that video and I found like tons of, they're, they're all online and there's so many different like scripts and outlines and drafts mm-hmm. that were for these movies. And it was really cool to see because people have like, I feel like we have all, we, especially as fans, you know, we have such an idea of what star Wars is or what yeah. it should be. And I, and I love to read these things. Cause you know, this is George Lucas. He's the dad of star Wars. Star right. Wars is like his children. He made, you know, he like, he called them that he made that comment once when Disney bought about calling, like selling it to white slavers <laughs> and, um, and people like got all upset, but his comment was like, it actually right. made sense if you listened yeah. to what he said. Um, but the point being is this is, you know, him working on this movie. This is his, you know, especially then it was his story to tell. Yeah. And obviously now he sold it off to somebody else, but how it was a work in progress. It was like him figuring out what to do, like which way to go. What's this character going to do? How's this going to happen? What other things are you going to introduce? How is it going to, ha- you know, f- you know, play out, you know, there was, you know, two Death Stars in there, and then what's yeah. the confrontation with the Emperor look like, and and all the different things that... that,
1: that... It wasn't even the original title. It was supposed to be Revenge of uh, the Jedi, right?
0: Yeah, Revenge. Yeah. So so apparently, I think there was... Uh, initially, it was um, Return very early on, mm-hmm. and then they changed it to Revenge, and then at the last minute, they changed it back to Return. I
1: think I'd so... seen a, uh a early poster with the Revenge title on it.
0: Yeah. And that's common. That was like released and marketed as Revenge of the Jedi. There were like, there were teaser trailers. I don't know if there was official trailer, but there were teasers done with it as Revenge. But uh, it was that kind of thing where like um, there, there, there was sort of two reasons. Like there was the whole Wrath of Khan thing, which came out right around the same time, which is like a yeah. revenge of you know, Jedi or, mm-hmm. or Wrath of Khan. And then um, there was also that idea that it doesn't make sense, like the whole point of a Jedi to seek revenge. Exactly, yeah. And so that's when they changed it. There's a book. Um, I wish I had it on hand. It's, it's, it's about the making of that movie. And it, and it's uh, like a historical document it has like all these little excerpts on things that happen on exact dates. And I didn't use it a ton for that video, but I did reference it a bit and it gives you exact dates for when all these things happen. And it has Jim Bloom, who was the co-producer on mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. And he talks about the, 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 he, the, he wrote in um, an intro to that book and he talks about the process of that name being changed yeah and how it's kind of like a key thing. And he, he's like. He 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 says it he, in the intro. He said it this way. He didn't write the book. Another guy who does like uh film podcast stuff. He um said in that the 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 introduction to that book though. He said you know he wasn't that's it wasn't his name. Return of the Jedi, but he was the guy who was like maybe we should change it, <laughs> like you know maybe we should right. rethink that name for the movie. So mm-hmm. that was like sort of his like you know claim to fame for like helping with Star Wars. So
1: so um have have you have your girls seen. All the Star Wars movies.
0: Um, my older daughter has. Um, my little one is not so much. Like my older daughter is much more the one who is. Uh, not you know like not tomboyish but more balanced with things mm-hmm. and likes likes right. you know like star wars but also likes little ponies where my younger right. daughter yeah leans more heavily into the girly stuff so she's a little bit less interested but if you ask her like well who's your favorite character she would say ray or princess leia or ahsoka you know she so i
1: was gonna say like does she like the newer movies more or the the classics
0: I think she like my older daughter, Penny, I think she likes the classics, I would ah, say, because okay. she likes Princess Leia a lot. That's like her favorite right. character, she right. would say. Uh, but she does like Ray. And, and um, one of the probably the second movie it ever took her to see was rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. so that was one of the like the you know i remember my wife had my my other daughter had just been born so i think she couldn't go so i'm like well i'll take you know my daughter penny who wasn't even like three at the time yeah and so uh, So i was like this is maybe my one chance to take her to see a star wars movie so
1: yeah so uh, i i i had my daughter see uh the ray movies first and then we went back and started with the prequels and then we did the original trilogy and afterwards I mean, originally she loved the Ray movies, but after she saw the original classic trilogy, she realized that, you know, how much uh, (laughs) she felt in her mind. And I feel that same way, too, that they massacred.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. And I think, you know, it's funny when you say like, I think that's the order that happened with my daughter, too, where. We watched those probably in part because, you know, like they were about to come out when she was the right age mm-hmm. where she was, she was still pretty little, but she could sit how, and watch How old it. is your daughter? She's now so almost, she's almost seven. Okay. So when, yeah. when Rise of Skywalker came out, she was like almost three. Cause you know, it came out right around right. this time of year, like mm-hmm. just before Christmas. And she was almost three when that one came out. And um so she was like, you know, she knew like Star Wars and kind of what it was, but you know, hadn't sat and watched it. And so I think we showed her those ones first. Because and this, I think this is the reason we had a costume that we got like at at the Disney store, and uh-huh. most Disney stores are gone when they were going the on business. For my girl and too. it was a yeah, it was a ray yeah. costume. We got it for like you know five dollars, right. and because she had that costume, she would watch wear it and watch the movies. Mm-hmm. And same then thing. it was the same kind of thing where we would then go back and watch the other movies. And I think what you see is. There's more substance to the old mm-hmm. ones. There's there's more depth, and you know we could you know talk about like the the, the you know Disney rushing to make these movies, right, especially right, with yeah. what happened with the production of Rise don't of Skywalker. I can't even stand
1: anything with right now. Oh
0: really? Oh yeah. wow. See, that's my daughter's not that extreme. She just yeah. you know she just knows like okay, Princess Leia is like she's she she's legit. Like Ray, I, I still like you, but you know I know who the boss mm-hmm. is. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's funny, you know, how uh, opinion, opinions change. I, I mean, some kids probably never even seen the originals yet, you know, and they're only growing up with these.
0: No, I even think of that, like, even the way, like, the, the you know, if, if you're, you know, like, in your late 20s, early 30s, just how you interact with the prequels versus how I interact with the prequels. Right. Right. You know, the, I was... You know, I remember I was, it was like my junior, 1999 was like my junior year of high school when, right, when me too. Yeah. When, uh, you know, when super uh,
1: excited to see those when I was a kid. Yeah.
0: When Phantom Menace came out, and I remember like I skipped school to go, and everybody in mm-hmm. school knew I was skipping school to go see that movie. Wait, like it online was not.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah that.
0: waited in a line i had to go to pre-order my tickets i had to yeah. go to the theater and line up to like yeah. waited in a line to get the tickets to like to to pre-do it yeah. And it was so funny because i went there and they're like oh we don't have like a physical line you come back uh you you sign up on paper and you come back at this time and you'll get that same spot in line oh. and i was like you know third or fourth on that list but Everyone else was an adult with a car, and I had just had my mom drop me off. So, <laughs> I, and she was going to come, you know, until like the, like, Man. you know, a couple hours later. And this is before, I mean, cell phones were a thing, but like, I think we had like one for the family, and it was like, not like this big Zach Morris one, but it was, had a huge, oh, yeah, on the yeah, back. those old time, like those, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'm just sitting in the movie theater, and I, uh, was just hanging out and I tried to buy p- tickets to a movie that had already started. And he said, Oh, nobody bought tickets. So we didn't start that one. He's like, but you can just go and watch whatever you want. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> so then they let me go in and I watched, it was, I think a movie called the out of towners with Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin as like parents to something. I think that's what it was. It was Same like a movie happened I would,
1: with me, but I, I think they were showing the mummy returns.
0: I would have rather watched yeah. that. <laughs> but like that was the only thing that was like playing yeah. at the time you know this was like um lack of options i i might have that was probably what i tried to buy tickets for you know what i mean i tried to buy something <laughs> yeah like that was more you know the, in, in 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 my speed so but it was funny because i just that was cool though that i got to watch it for free at least so
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, i don't think it they'll ever be like an event like that in movies again
0: no, and that's the thing like I think of like, at least in, in my life, I, I think I would say there are three times where I've sort of experienced that or seen it in like in film. And the first was when Batman came out in 1989. Yeah, I was, there. was like, yeah. and I did a video about that. So I did mm-hmm. a video where that was one of my like good deep dive videos. So at least I la lo- I liked it. And I, I looked at the history of that movie, the sort of not the making
1: of but like that was a phenomenon.
0: Yeah. kind of like in the, my video on my channel, yeah. Josiah's right. W R I T E like writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I explore that and that phenomenon. And like, I, you know, for Christmas, every kid got, if they didn't get the Batman logo shirt, they got that Joker laughing one. Yeah. You know I mean like everybody had or those. a hat or, yeah, or something. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, and everything was just Batman that year. So that was like the first time. And then, and then for Christmas, the VHS, like that was such a big deal. I got that yeah. for Christmas that year. Um, and part of what I talk about in the video is that so Batman that year was not the highest grossing movie. It was the second highest grossing movie. The highest grossing was Last Crusade. But the biggest movie at that time on VHS was Batman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when Batman on VHS was just like absolutely like insane at the time. Um, And then the next one would be for the Phantom Menace. When that mm-hmm. the hype around that movie coming out and the prequel and. Uh, I remember going to my friend's house with old school dial-up internet to watch the trailer <laughs> on his computer, yeah, and, or, yeah. and going to see a, a Bug's Life to watch the trailer, right? Like I, yeah. you know, at the time, I, I was, I, I had no interest in A Bug's Life, but I wanted to see the trailer, um, and so, uh, which is, Bug's Life has become like the stepchild of Pixar movies, you know, like everything is <laughs> yeah, a you're, sequel you're, except the that's Bug's right, Life, true, yeah, <laughs> um, and then the third one would be uh, when Endgame came out. And I think I it, the, say, yeah, the, the, game, the the the, the 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 hype building up to it wasn't quite the same, but the experience in the theater was unlike any movie I've it ever seen. It was like
1: like like uh, it a was, concert. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That's a great way to describe yeah. it. It was like that a concert. It was like a a communal experience where yeah. you're in a group. Like you know, like normally I'm I'm the kind of person who I love a theater when it's just me in the theater and it's empty. It was like a football game for geeks. Oh exactly. And but here's the thing it transcended that it became for everybody. Yeah. Because anyone who's watched just even a handful of those movies like there were so many moments in it where you just it felt like so um uh, uh, gratifying and fulfilling like in yeah. like and then I watched it it was it, you know it was very emotional and then I watched it again when it came out on I was gonna say VHS on, you know, streaming and digital and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was when my daughter had just been born, mm-hmm. and so my wife was in the hospital, having just given birth. And I would come home to take care of my other daughter, so that my in-laws could have a break for just a couple hours in the right. day, because they yeah. were, you know, I was staying at the hospital with my wife and the new baby. And I would, you know, get my daughter to sleep, and then I'm watching this movie, and. I am like crying, like <laughs> just weeping hysterically yeah. because I'm like the movie, it's like, it's not just about like, you know, superheroes and all this stuff, which it is, yeah. but it's about there's fathers to daughters, yeah. but there's like, Ant-Man has a daughter. Uh, Iron Man has a daughter. Hawkeye has a daughter. It's like all these fathers to daughters. And then you throw in like the, um just the, you know, the emotional stories of the other characters and their friendships and their relationships and all that. And, and, just on you know, like you said, theme on top of theme mm-hmm. and, and plus the satisfying nature of a of a cl- crowd pleasing comic book movie and yeah. it's just like this perfect recipe, which is part of why like it's like Marvel's like it's not like the movies have been awful, but it's just like but when you come I, off that I think,
1: uh, the, where do the only I think to that has been like no way home.
0: Okay. Yeah. I would say so too. Cause and yeah. that yeah and that was like that sort of same vibe in terms of mm-hmm. the feeling, you know, because it's like that kind of thing. You're like, wow, I never thought I would love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and here yeah. I am loving it. Cause I would love like all oh, those movies, man, what were they doing with those movies? But it's like, they found a way to like redeem those movies almost. And then they did, yeah you know, and then it was so like, just as a fan of, you know, the Toby movies that it was like, just so satisfying to see mm-hmm. him get to be that character. And the, the sort of the wise old man kind of version of, you know, not old man, but you know, you know, it's like basically, you know, someone like us, if we were a superhero, like that, we've yeah. you know, had a little bit of seasoning in life, you know, he's, You know, he talked about there was that little hint of like, you know, we've with Mary Jane and how they figured out how to work it out. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the possibilities of what their life looks like. It made me
1: want to see a movie based on an older Spidey. You know, yes,
0: yes, totally. I would, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'd love that. Love that. That would be so amazing. Instead so. of
1: doing all these like Madam Web movies, they should be working on that,
0: you know? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally. I mean, yeah. hey, support Madam Web though, because my friend did right. on that one though. So, yeah. <laughs> but if it's bad, it's not his fault because he's a production designer. Well, so he, appreciate didn't, he didn't write it. If, you know? <laughs> aesthetically, I'm sure it's great. So, yeah.
1: So, you know, um we don't have much time left right here. But uh, everybody can check out the Kickstarter. It's going to end at the end of this month, of December. December 30th, yeah. yeah. Um, so what are your goals for when this uh, Kickstarter is done? Are you going to do another sequel to this book? It's just a single story, that's it?
0: Yeah, so the goal is to tell the the rest the remainder of the story. It's kind of meant to be an ongoing a tale. There's there's other characters I would love to do. There's a girl named Gwen, which is definitely inspired by Gwen Stacy in right. terms of her name, who is actually a werewolf who would appear Ooh, cool. later. Yeah. There's a monster hunter that's an Akita. My yeah. dog is an Akita, so I would love to have a character based on that breed of dog. He's a big like regal looking bear of a dog mm-hmm. but he's very sweet but uh, he could also you know rip your throat out if he needed to <laughs> so like i have all these other characters sort of yeah. back and then uh one of the characters who does die well aside from the zombie teaser uh, there's a character who dies who will come back as a ghost in the future so okay, uh, okay very inspired by um yeah like he again he's not in this book yet but he'll be in the future like if, american you know, world uh, exactly yeah you, yeah you nailed it he yeah. was that sort of you know that rotting corpse ghost character cool. so
1: yeah yeah uh so uh the same artist you plan on working with him and in- Uh, I probably
0: uh, would probably uh, work with somebody else just because of uh, Kai, you know, works mainly in in film and television. So, yeah, it's kind of in that world. So I would, uh, you know, maybe even possibly Bill Mouse, who did one of the covers or someone, it would it would maintain the sort of cartoony style, but it would Mm -hmm. uh, it would just out of necessity need to be a new artist just due to availability. So,
1: right, right, right. So, yeah. But, uh yeah everybody should check this out and uh you know support them give them some uh, some money for the Kickstarter so we can see these projects come to fruition and also check out your uh YouTube sh- y- y- YouTube channel uh Josiah is right right yes
0: Josiah is right as in
1: writer Write yes mm-hmm. yeah you got some great great content and uh and also look forward to paperboy
0: Yes, yes. Hopefully next year, pending some editing and things, but we'll see what the time frame is for that. So
1: yeah. So what are you geeking out right now on?
0: Gosh, that's a good question. So I, I'm a teacher as well. So I teach, I just finished this semester mm-hmm. and I also, you know what I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out on reading because I haven't had time to read when I teach. Cause I'm reading so many papers. Like I teach composition. And so uh, I'm reading Dune, rereading Dune because oh, yes. it was a yeah. very influential book on me as a kid, but I haven't read it since I was probably a teenager. Maybe, maybe I read it in college or something like that, but it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anticipating the, completion of that book you know the first movie was like not even the first half of the book it was like the first maybe third of the book right so i'm looking forward to yeah there's a lot of book left it's a it's a thick book so i was i was just reading honest
1: opinion um the lynch version or 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 the latest version
0: the latest version and i don't hate the lynch version i actually like it but i understand Uh, why uh, it's the extended
1: version of the lynch version
0: that one's almost harder to watch okay. it's just it's just like too long and too much of the
1: the one like, with the animated like sort of animated like yeah the
0: one who like you know yeah alan Smythe, because they couldn't put david right. lynch's name on that version
1: <laughs> i remember watching that on tv it was they, they they cut it into like a couple of days yeah they showed it on tv for like a couple of days
0: i remember when it came out on dvd i was so excited and i like ran to best buy and bought that version and then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is this is too much of this movie.
1: It's, <laughs> it's just it's something like I, about it, the 80s of it, you know, it's no, just...
0: there, there's some great things in it in terms of yeah. the design and like the inventiveness and just the the ambition of that movie being made and, then.
1: And, and speaking of which, you know, uh, can you imagine if Lynch had done the Star Wars that he was supposed to do?
0: Yeah, that would have been something like yeah, when you watch when you watch Dune though, you kinda of say like, okay, maybe why he wouldn't have been a good fit for Star Wars, but that would have been
1: a weird Star <laughs> Wars movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: like the whole the whole trajectory of like cinematic history would have changed right there.
1: Wow. Can okay, it's so there's some alternate dimension where that happens.
0: <laughs> we need Doctor Strange to help us uh find our way there so we can watch that movie. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. That was like the the the, the one Cool thing I liked in the Flash movie when they showed like uh, Eric Schultz as uh, uh, Marty McFly. Oh no,
0: yeah, that joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the the exactly like the alternate version, like what do you even know if he didn't get fired kind of thing. That
1: was the, that was the most clever thing in that movie, I thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, thank you for being on the show.
0: Thank you so much and, for having uh, me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for your flexibility. We've been, been a crazy pushing this around of for weeks. the last couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, for both of us.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you again. And uh, hopefully we can have you on again.
0: That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd yeah, love just, it. It was fun. Just, thank you so just much. Just to
1: geek out. Not even exactly. Like this, yeah,
0: yeah. No need to, no, no, no. Yeah. Which we did half the time anyway, you know, right. like I'm here to, obviously I'm here to promote something, but it's also just like, you know, the reason I make creative things is because I am, you know, I geek out over this stuff and I'm just a fan mm. uh, of, of, of stories and comics and movies. And I, love to just talk about that stuff you yeah. know so yeah. it's it's just fun to get to talk about it with you so
1: yeah thank you so much and you know we're, we're more or less same age we're both fathers we're both geeks so you know we have a lot in common so
0: yeah know. totally
1: all right so thank you again and uh have a good night
0: thank you you too and get I, some hope, sleep.
1: I hope the kickstarter is a big success and everything else is a big success for you okay
0: thank you so much all right i appreciate it
1: good night